Hi, everyone, and welcome to Premier League Payoff, the soccer podcast that's part of the Total Sports 24-7 network. This is Chris Hayes, the host and producer for this podcast, and all podcasts across the Total Sports 24-7 network. Visit our website, totalsports247.podbean.com, for access to all archived episodes of your favorite podcast from the network. You can follow us on Twitter as well, or X, at totalsports underscore 247. You can subscribe to our newsletter as well at weekendweekout.substack.com. And remember, we're on most major podcast platforms, so you don't have to go to my website, totalsports247.podbean.com, to get episodes. You can go to whatever podcast provider you use to listen to your favorite podcast, be it Amazon or iTunes, Apple, Tune in, Spotify, whatever it is, we are likely on there. Search Total Sports 247 on your favorite podcast app if you are not subscribed to us yet. Please subscribe. It helps us with numbers. It helps us with promotion. It helps us get the word out there as to what we're doing here at the network. It is still match day 21 in the Premier League, so you may recall from last week's episode that this weekend was split into... Two weekends, or this match day 21 was split into two weekends. So five matches took place last weekend, and five are taking place this weekend. And then everything will be up to date, so to speak, and the rest of the season will proceed at a fairly regular clip with matches basically every single weekend. Moving forward, we won't cover every single match like we did last week and are going to this week. We'll look more for best plays and likely focus on teams that either have something to lose or something to gain that weekend. And the best way to gauge that is to review the standing. So we'll do that here to start, and then we'll get into the five matches that are taking place this weekend, where you can watch them, a quick analysis of each, and the bet that I'm making for each of the five matches. So we are right smack dab in the middle of the season. So as things stand, there are teams who have played 20 matches and teams that have played 21 matches. All the teams that have played 21 matches, for the most part, played last weekend. And there are um, other teams who have played 19. So a couple still have some catching up to do. But like I said, it's basically going to even itself out basically by this weekend, but in the next week or two, everyone will be back on track for the second half of the season all the way to Memorial Day weekend. So the way it works again, top four qualify for UEFA, and then top five qualify for Europa. Bottom three are in danger of being relegated to championship status. Liverpool is the top team with 45 points. But they have Man City right behind them with 43. Aston Villa's played an additional match. They're also at 43, so technically they're in third. Arsenal is at 40, and then Tottenham is also at 40. Tottenham sits in fifth with a game in hand over Arsenal. So only five points separate Liverpool, the one, from Tottenham, the fifth, and then there is a bit of a gap. West Ham is in sixth. We'll be talking a little bit about them today. They are in sixth place with 34 points, and their goal differential is just three. So there is a pretty drastic drop-off from 
five to six, and the middle of the league gets a little bit muddled until you get to about the bottom, I would say, like seven teams. So we'll start there. So a team that we're going to be talking about today, Crystal Palace, they sit in 14th place. So out of the 20 teams in the league, 14th place with 21 points. They are five points out of relegation status. Nottingham, who we'll be talking about today, sits at 20 and this is going to be very important for Nottingham, and we'll we'll get into why the second half of the season for them is going to be so crucial. And any point and any win that they can pick up is going to be very important for them to avoid that status. Brentford sits in 16th. Now, they've only played 19 matches. They have 19 points, but they're losers of five in a row. So they are moving in the absolute wrong direction. Everton sits in 17th place with 17 points. Now, the thing to know about Everton is they had 10 points deducted following a breach of the Premier League's profitability and sustainability rules. Now, the decision is currently under appeal, but the points have been deducted. So Everton would be sitting somewhere in the range of the middle of the Premier League, like 11th or 12th or so, but now they're in danger of being relegated and they have got to get points where they can, again, sitting in 17th. So they are right above the cusp. Luton is has 16 points, Burnley with 12, and Sheffield with 9. Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield being the bottom three. So again, Everton, one point from being relegated at the bottom. And at the top of the table, We've got West Ham on the outside looking in, but it's a significant margin, a six-point deficit to make up, which is only two wins, but it feels like a pretty sizable gap given the way some of the teams at the top are playing. So that is where things stand headed into the second part of Match Day 21. So we're going to go into each of these five matches. We'll give our plays And then we will wrap up the episode. Play starts very soon. Uh, I'm on the East Coast, and play starts as early as 7.30 in the morning here. First match on USA is Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. And the odds for this match, I will get those uh, for you through. I think I will use FanDuel for the most part because most of my best bets are through FanDuel. So normally I use DraftKings as a guide, but we'll go with FanDuel for this one again, since I use FanDuel for most of the plays. So Arsenal at Crystal Palace. This is 7.30 a.m. on USA East Coast time. Arsenal is favored 380 and Crystal Palace is plus 1100 with the tie or the draw at plus 490. So what is going on with this first match? Seems like it'll be a blowout. Well, we'll see. You know, um, Arsenal has not been playing as well as one might think. So they have, what, 37 goals on the season, but only 19 of them are in what's called open play. And that's the exact same amount of goals in open play that Crystal Palace has. And Crystal Palace only has 
22 goals. So they haven't been as successful in situations where there's been a stoppage in play, right? They've 11 goals from set pieces, six from penalties, and one uh, scoring on their own goal. So it, when it, when they're not sort of in advantageous situations, they are, I don't want to say mediocre, but they've been neutralized in those kinds of situations. Their star players, a couple of them have struggled recently in uh, league play, particularly Bukayo Saka and Gabrielle Martinelli, and they've been susceptible recently to um, set pieces from other teams. The thing about Crystal Palace, though, is their star player, Michael Lise, uh, is going to be out for this game, and they're also missing Jordan AU. And Michael Olise was, if you remember, way back in the preseason, he was rumored, or supposed, not even rumored, it was like, it was, I don't even know if it was announced as official, but he was supposed to go to Chelsea, and that ultimately did not happen. So he stuck with Palace, and, you know, Palace has been not that great. Again, I said just 22 goals on the season. They sit in 14th, again, only five points above relegation stage, with those 22 goals being the third lowest amount in all of the Premier League. But we we think they could score in this one, um, given Chelsea's just sort of recent, I don't know, inconsistent play. But um, Arsenal should run away with this one. We have a prop play for this. We think that, uh, we, we do think the Crystal Palace will get a goal, but we're not... 100% confident that they will. So we're going to stay away from a both teams to score play and we're going to go with a play with Arsenal. We think Arsenal is going to win and uh, I mean given those odds at what wasn't minus 390 or something. Like we, I mean they're going to 380. They're going to win, right? So we're going to go with them to win and we're going to combine that with Gabriel Jesus to score. And those odds are plus 175 over on DraftKings. That's the only DraftKings odds that I have out of the five plays. So uh, Gabriel Jesus, we think, will get his in this one. And uh, combining that with um, with Arsenal to win is plus 175. That's going to be our first play. And again, this is the first match of the five that you can see this weekend, Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time. On USA. The second match is on NBC. This is at 12.30. It pits Brentford at Nottingham Forest. So when we revisit the standings, we've got Nottingham at 15th and Brentford at 16th. So both teams in danger of being relegated. Again, at this point in the season, we talked about this last week, when teams are in danger of being relegated later in the season, you tend to see more conservative play. But when it's at the midpoint, maybe, you know, before those final, maybe like five weekends, that's when you could potentially see some more aggressive play. Nottingham Forest is under investigation for, I don't know if it's the exact same penalty that Everton is guilty of, but I know that they have been charged, so to speak, with irregularities financially. My guess is that it is the same thing, and if it is, they'll get knocked 10 points. Now, I don't know if that penalty is coming 
imminently. If it's even coming this year, I don't know. I just know that that is hanging over the heads of the Nottingham Club, which creates a sense of urgency to accumulate as many points as you can. Because losing 10 points, that puts them deep in relegation stage and really puts their back up against the wall for the entire season. Um, Brentford, both teams to score at home, has been hitting at 80% for the year. And neither team really does keep clean sheets, which is something to keep in mind when thinking about a bet for this match. Very important. Ivan Tony is coming back for this match for Brentford. Now, if you're unaware of Tony, he was suspended for eight months for breaching betting rules, and he was fined 50,000 pounds and has basically not played much competitive soccer at all in those eight months. He has played some friendlies, so he did get some work in before Uh, this match and I am anticipating that he will go the full 90 minutes I don't well maybe not 90 minutes he'll go I think he'll start and go deep into the match I don't think that he will not start and I think it's important for again Brentford considering where they're sitting in the table they have to be aggressive and uh, what better way to be aggressive than to have your best player come back after eight months. I think this is going to be uh, crucial for them to get Tony untracked kind of right away. I wouldn't be surprised if that if they have possession, say in that first, you know, 20, 25 minutes, that they try and get Tony some shots uh, in those first 20 minutes just to warm him up and uh, keep things, you know, keep, keep momentum and keep his spirits up for. The match. That's my guess. As I said, neither one of these teams keeps clean sheets. Between them, they only have three on the year. Uh, Morgan Gibbs White for Nottingham has been playing very well. They did have a managerial change recently that has seen an uptick in play. The play that I'm going to go with is this both teams to score. Now, the odds aren't the best. They're at minus 130 on FanDuel. So you may want to wait a little bit to see if they move in a certain direction, but that's really the one play that I'm confident in across the board in this match. I don't know who's going to win. I don't, It could be a draw. It, I don't lo- love a player prop, even though I do like for Tony to get involved. I don't know what that means as an end result. So we're going to go a little bit safer on this one. Don't worry, we are. <laughs> We are going a little bit riskier in these other matches, but for this one, we are going to go with both teams to score at minus 130. The timing for Tony coming back could not be any better for Brentford. They are missing a lot in this match. Johan Visa, Frank Onyeka, among others, will not play, so uh, very important to get him back for a very important match Saturday, 12.30 p.m. on NBC. So that's the second game on Sunday move or Saturday moving into Sunday's first match. This is at nine o'clock on USA Network in the US. It pits Sheffield against West Ham. West Ham, as we mentioned, is sitting outside the top five right now, six points below that fifth spot with Tottenham and Sheffield floundering at the bottom of the league. Only 15 points and a 34. 
negative 34 goal differential, 15 goals and 49 goals against. They have just had a tough time all around this year. Let's get the lines for this game. We've got West Ham at plus 120. Sheffield is plus 240. And a tie or a draw is plus 230 over on DraftKings. Uh, West Ham, despite that standing in the table at sixth, they um, are missing a lot of players. So they, uh, this week on Tuesday, lost in... Uh, the FA Cup to a championship team, Bristol City, and they're missing Mohamed Kudus, Jared Bowen, Saeed Benrama, and Mikhail Antonio. And all of them are influential in both the forward and center back areas for this team. And so it, it, I, I don't know. I think that's why the line is where it is, right? I think that's why West Ham maybe isn't even minus money in this one because of the amount of players who are out. On the other side, Sheffield United did bring in Ben Bertin-Diaz on loan from Villarreal in La Liga, which should help because they don't have too much depth on this team. And they do let up a ton of goals, as we just talked about. Their goalie, West Fordringham, you know, this is his first foray into the top tier of English football, and he has struggled along with the rest of the defense, right? I mean, 49 goals in 20 matches, that is a ton. And so um, we think that there could be goals aplenty in this one. West Ham allows over 16 shots per game, which is third worst in the league. So we're going to go with over two and a half goals in this match. That's at plus 110 on FanDuel. We, we think that goals can come in this game because we don't know how effective either team will be defensively but we do think over two and a half like we think Sheffield will score but if we don't even though West Ham is still missing players we think that they're they could still score you know three goals maybe even on their own and so we like the um we like that total as the best play for this match um over two and a half goals plus 110 on FanDuel for Sheffield and West Ham our fourth match, this is 11.30 on USA. This is Bournemouth and Liverpool. So Liverpool, the heat is on as teams are chasing them, right? Man City only two points behind with the same amount of games. Villa has a game in hand, but they're still just two points behind. So Liverpool in 20 matches. They've only lost once this whole year. They're 13-1-6. and six. They do have draws in two of their last five matches coming against Arsenal and Manchester United. When we look at Bournemouth, they have been okay this year. They are sitting in 12th, and they just lost right before the beginning of the year to Tottenham. But before that, they were riding a four-game winning streak. 2-0 over Crystal Palace, 3-0 over Man uh, United, 3-2 over Forest, and 3-0 over Fulham. So Bournemouth has definitely stepped up their game. I mean, 5, 8, 11, 12 goals in their last five games, including the loss to Tottenham. They only have 28 on the year. So they have certainly stepped up their play, and they are have only played 19. They're one of two clubs who have played just 19 matches, and they're sitting pretty comfortably in 12th place. So 
Uh, they've been on a bit of a roll. The current odds for Bournemouth and Liverpool on DraftKings, and that recent explanation might explain these odds a little bit. It's Bournemouth at plus 330, Liverpool's minus 145, and draw is plus 340. So when we look at Liverpool, Mohamed Salah is going to be out for this one. Of course, one of the most recognizable names in the entire sport. You know, just a a loss, uh, a massive loss, right? Um, They'll have to have others step up as Trent Alexander-Arnold, one of the other more recognizable names in the sport, also will be out. Wataro Endo is not not playing either. I think that this will be an opportunity for guys like Dominic Soboslai, who they got in the offseason to uh, man that midfield position and um, make a name for himself in this match. I think it's going to be really important that he plays well. Liverpool, with these folks that are out, it'll be interesting to see how they play against Bournemouth, who will likely, again, be aggressive and want to press. I talked about how many goals they've scored, two-plus goals in four straight home matches, and Liverpool isn't playing as well defensively. They've been vulnerable recently. They, They even looked vulnerable in some of their matches against the bottom of the league. Now, they shut out those teams, Burnley and Sheffield United, but they they looked a little bit shaky. And with Man City, you know, knocking down the door of the top of the table, this is a crucial match for Liverpool, but I think the pressure is on and I think they might succumb to it to the point where I think um, the draw is the play for me. I'm going to go at plus 340. Yes, a little bit riskier on this one. I could see this being like 2-2. Um, that's that's what I would call for in this match, a, a 2-2 draw, quite honestly. Let's see what very specifically those are. We'll go with the plus 340 on the draw, but we could see what that 2-2 um, score is. Um, let's see. We could get any other draw outside of nil-nil or 1-1 one, one at plus 850. That is... Interesting. Like I said, I think goals will happen in this in this match for sure. But we'll stick with the plus three forty. That'll be our play. The last match. This is all the way to Monday afternoon. So this is the final match of the weekend. It is Brighton versus Wolves. This is two forty five Eastern time on USA. When we look at the uh, standings. Brighton sits in eighth. They have only won one out of their last five, including uh, three draws in their last five. And Wolves, they uh, sit in 11th, which is not all that unusual for them since they entered into the top league a few years ago. But they are winners in their last three, including a 3 nothing win against Everton and 4-1 to against Brentford. So Wolves are playing better recently. Uh, Brighton has been a little bit shaky recently. Not terrible, but not like a top eight team, really. So what does that mean for this match? Well, the current odds on FanDuel are minus 165 for Brighton. Plus 410 for Wolves, and 320 is the draw. 
this this game or this match was a little bit challenging for me to dissect just because of the way the Wolves have been playing better and Brighton has been playing a little bit more average. It feels like those lines that I just read are a little bit, I don't know, it, they're a little bit like unbalanced. I feel like it's a weird, a little bit of a weird line. <laughs> so because of that, you might guess that I am going to go with a player prop for this, and I am. But let's let's discuss a little bit more why I think it's a strange play. Like I Like, you know, it feels like... Brighton shouldn't be favored by that much that they are, especially with the Wolves starting to play better. Now, the Wolves, though, they they played Brentford midweek, not as a Premier League match, but as an FA Cup match. And that match was super important to them because the winner of that match went on to play uh, or was going to play West Brom in the next round. And that's a big rivalry for Wolves. So they wanted to, they wanted to win that match and they, they ended up doing so um so for that reason though they they might be a little bit tired coming into this one they'll be missing Hachan Wong uh Ryan Alt um Aitnori and uh, Zhao Gomes is suspended so they've got a couple key players out which is uh, something to consider when uh, making a play on this match. Brighton has only won three of their last 14 matches in league play. They're missing many players as well, but they do have a couple important offensive players in this match that they can rely upon to try and get some points, including Danny Walbeck and Zhao Pedro. They're they're the two um, key players, I think, that you'll, you'll see um, put some points on the board one way or the other for... Uh, Brighton. 18 of 20 matches have seen both teams to score for Brighton and 14 of 20 for Wolves. I'm not as convinced that despite the Wolves' uh, strong play recently, I'm not as convinced that they will net a goal. Like I said, I don't really know where to go with this one, but I'm going to go with uh, anytime assist for Zhao Pedro at plus 350. We think that he uh, is one of their better offensive players, and we think that he is much more of a distributor on this team than other players who will be playing. Like we can see him trying to distribute and get his teammates involved who will then go for shots. And we do think they're going to score. And uh, for that reason, we we like Pedro to get an assist on one of those efforts. And that's at plus 350. We actually really like those odds. We think that's that's uh, those are pretty good odds uh, for this match. Like I said, don't have a play on the match itself because... Uh, it's hard to know whether or not to buy into the Wolves' streak and Brighton's mediocre play. So we're going to go with someone who should get a lot of run in this match due to who Brighton is missing, and that's Zhao Pedro. So to recap, first match, Arsenal versus Crystal Palace, 7.30 Saturday on USA. We are going with... Uh, Arsenal to win and Gabriel Jesus to score at plus 175. Second, Brentford versus Nottingham Forest. This is 1230 on NBC, again, Eastern time. We're going both teams to score at minus 130. Third match, Sheffield United versus West Ham. This is 9 a.m. on Sunday, USA Network. Over two and a half goals at plus 110 on FanDuel. Fourth match, Burnmouth and Liverpool, 1130 on USA we like the draw at plus 340 on FanDuel. And then finally, 
Brighton versus Wolves, 245, all the way to Monday. Also in USA, we're going with the player prop, Jao Pedro, anytime assist at plus 350. So that'll do it for this week's episode. Please stay tuned to the network for uh, all sorts of uh, podcasts coming through this weekend. We're focusing on college basketball. We just released an NFL episode for tomorrow as well. Uh, We'll get into golf starting again next week. We'll preview some Australian Open tomorrow. Lots going on here. We'll get some two-minute drills out there for you as well. So please subscribe. That way you'll get notifications on your podcast app whenever we get a new episode out there for your uh, information, for your listening, and for your best bets. And so the best way to find out when those episodes are available is to subscribe through your favorite podcast app. So that'll do it for this week's episode of Premier League Payoff. Enjoy the matches this weekend, and we'll be back next week with a full slate of matches and continued analysis. Until then, take care.